Okay, what's up? It is Dapper Dividends number 32 on July 28th, 2020. I've had almost a thousand of you beautiful human beings listen to this show. So a big heartfelt and momentous thank you because with all of you listening to this episode, that's definitely going to put me over the 1K play mark. Gracias, as my friends also in Spain would say, gracias, I think. I think, I think they'd say gracias. A little bit of a story about me and gold. Now that gold has been shooting up, hitting those all time highs. Yeah. So it was about 2013, February of 2013. And this young kid, this young buck with stars in his eyes heard it was a great idea to buy gold, that gold was going to smash through $3,000 an ounce as the stock market collapsed, as the Uh, dollar lost as uh, reserve currency as the worldwide reserve currency for the dollar was in jeopardy. So what did this young kid who was 28 years old, I believe I sold about $7,000 of my IRA money. I had to pay 10% on that to pull it out and sell it. So that cost me about $700 for the privilege of getting that money out. And what I did was I bought about $7,000 worth of gold and silver and a little bit of platinum. All the precious metals, just instant diversification. And when I bought it, gold was at about $1,700 an ounce in February of 2013. And about November of 2015, gold was at $1,100 an ounce. So that was awesome. And the market just kept going up and up and up. And it wasn't going to keep me up at night. I just said, I'm going to hold on to this whatever it is, what it is. I learned a lesson. I got cute and I bought into a sort of uh, doomsday scenario that the market was going to crash. It was going to tank and you got to get your money out now because once it tanks, it's going to be gone. And uh, I bought gold. So I'm still holding that gold. I still got it. And thankfully gold right now is flirting uh, with $2,000 an ounce. So it's taken some years and I just hate to think of the opportunity cost and what that could have been. But I just wanted to tell you, don't pull your money out of a retirement account unless it's for an extremely good reason. Because as we know, if we look over the entire history of the market, it has an upward bias. It goes up and to the right. It's obviously not always linear. Sometimes there's some really deep valleys and some really high peaks. But if you just pull back and look at that long view that it's just up into the right and we're going up. So touching on gold, I did see the article that Goldman Sachs has boosted the gold target to $2,300 an ounce, which is great for me. I don't think I'm going to sell it because I have it. And I do like that it is a store of wealth as Warren Buffett is not a fan of it. You can't do anything with it. I think he had a quote that said, if somebody was looking at us from another planet, they'd see that we pulled gold out of the ground and then we store it and we have uh, put it in uh, banks and people with guns guard it and other people wear it. And uh, yeah, they'd be scratching their heads saying, well, what's the purpose of it? Um, but either way, uh, it, it doesn't rust. I like some of the properties of it. For over 2000 years, people have had value and have wanted it, or I'm sorry, people give it value because people want it. So that goes to show with anything like Bitcoin, which they call digital gold. As long as people want it, it's going to have value. It doesn't matter what it is. You can go back to the tulip mania in uh, 
Holland, I believe it was. People wanted tulip bulbs, went through the roof, crazy prices, and then that that collapsed, which is the tulip bubble. Look it up if you're interested. But uh, yeah, in the article, Goldman Sachs, uh, they basically said that gold is the currency of last resort. And because the U.S. is just piling on record debt, which I, I don't know, there has to be a limit because if a person cannot just borrow in perpetuity and never pay back what they're borrowing, uh, there's going to be an end somewhere. So there, there is going to be an end, uh, definitely. And uh, I don't know. They do say now that the reserve currency, that the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency of the world, could be in jeopardy. And uh, I would not be surprised, but as of right now, gold is up more than 27% to date. So gold continues its rise. And that's my story about gold. Just a stupid, stupid mistake I made pulling money out, not only just pulling money out and missing out on the upside, but paying a 10% penalty to access that money. Just (laughs) Just gotta laugh at it. Uh, I'm telling you guys now, so if anybody learns from that stupid mistake, um, do so. All right, so the buys have been light. I'm waiting for us to hit this corner, hit this leg down, uh, maybe start the uh, downside of the W, as it were. Um, We may just be of a Nike swoosh. I don't know. I do say that a lot, don't I? I don't know. So I'm slowing my buys in anticipation of a leg down but I still buy because I don't know. I can't predict the future. And I'm just nibbling right now instead of going in heavy. And what I did buy for both the taxable and the IRA, because 3M had such um, less than stellar earnings, a lot of declines, uh, their stock did drop uh, about 4.85% today. So I did buy three shares for the IRA at $154.50 and I bought some shares for my taxable of 3M, ticker symbol MMM at $154.75. Very very comfortable with these prices. And as I like to say, if you're new, as a dividend growth investor, I'm first and foremost primarily buying for the dividend. I'm not concerned so much with the share price. Yes, it's nicer to buy it at a cheaper price because you get a higher yield, you get more bang for your buck. But as I'm buying a spigot, as I said on my YouTube video that I just did, I'm buying a spigot that's sticking out. I'm not buying the spigot, I'm buying access to the spigot that is coming out of the side of the big machine of 3M or whatever company you're, you're buying into, you're partnering with, and that spigot's just dropping money in your bank account every 90 days. The more shares you buy, the bigger that spigot gets, the more money comes into your account. So with that being said, uh, yeah, 3M, just quick touch on their earnings as it is earnings season. I love it. There is no sports, but I get ramped up for earnings seasons to hear what, uh, you know, every 90 days is earnings season. And we get to hear what these companies are doing, what mistakes they're making, what the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, yeah, so basically in a nutshell, the N95 mask demand for 3M uh, just wasn't enough for an earnings beat. And a lot of people thought that all these masks that they were selling and making were going to uh, have incredible, sorry, I just hit my microphone, uh, was going to have, you know, incredible revenue for them, but wasn't as great. Uh, 3M is down 12% this year, but that's fine. Uh, their earnings was $1.78 versus $1.77 expected. 
uh, for a 0.56% beat, which is microscopic. But um, geographically, the sales were down. Uh, the adjusted free cash flow was $1.54 billion, which was uh, up 17.8% from last year at this time, which was $1.307 billion. So uh, definitely nice to see that up 17%. And I'm just continuing to buy 3M. Uh, they are diversified uh, across safety and industrial. They're also in uh, transportation and electronics. If you didn't know, yes, they have a very small uh, electronics segment. And that was also down, which, you know, dun, 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 that could be uh, a harbinger for um, for Apple as their earnings are coming up. Uh, and then they're also in healthcare, obviously, and then uh, consumer. So, um yeah, they're all over the place. I love 3M, one of my favorite companies. I love buying them. And uh, as I tweeted out today, I was looking at buying some other things, but then I wake up, uh-oh, 3M on sale. So it was just a flash sale and I had to, I couldn't pass it up uh, to pick up some more 3M shares. So I did that. Uh, here's a quick little interesting story. So AMD, ticker symbol AMD, Advanced Micro Devices, they were up 10% today. This is a company I was watching since the $25 to $30 range. And I came close a few times to buying a tranche, but they don't pay a dividend. So I didn't. I didn't buy them. Um, they did pay a dividend in the 90s, I believe. They stopped, I think, around 1995 or so. And I didn't buy AMD. Um and they're up, and as it is, as I said, they're up 10% today. And I just wish I would have bought them. Uh, a year ago, they were earning 0.8 cents per share, but today they came out at 0.18 cents a share. And that's just all around good news for the chip maker. So it just goes to show that sometimes to a fault, I can limit myself by just investing and only ignoring non-dividend paying companies and stocks. Um, I do make a little few small trades. I, I mentioned that ticker symbol LPTX, Leap Therapeutics. It's kind of stuck. I got in at a buck 99. This is strictly a trade. This is the one I'm doing a two for one. I get in at a buck 99. My stop loss is $1.74 and my target is 249. And it jumped up into the 220s and now it's been between two, uh, 210 and 217 ish for the last few days. So it's kind of chopping sideways. But we'll see what that does. I'll let you know about it. And speaking of chip makers, more of I was actually looking at buying Pepsi, ticker symbol PEP. Uh, they had their earnings last two weeks ago on the 13th of July. And what actually what I found <clears throat> interesting about their earnings was that their foods were up double digit, but the beverages were lagging. So it just goes to show that people were at the grocery stores. Everybody was stocking up. And I can't tout it enough. They have Pantry Shop and Snacks.com. Just direct to consumer. I think this is potentially disruptive, uh, at least for their industry. And just going right from the factory to the consumer, I think, could be big. Ah, some agua. <clears throat> and another one, Starbucks. One of my favorite, favorite companies had earnings today. And I was hoping, I almost bought on yesterday in anticipation that they would have dismal earnings and the shares would drop. No such luck. Their earnings came out after market close today and I was just reading as I was eating. Um, yeah, so their revenue actually dropped 38% year over year, which which is crazy. I mean, imagine if we were in any other time 
And a company came out and announced that their revenue was down 38% year over year. They would tank. Their shares would probably be trading at $40 a share. It would be ridiculous. But in this strange world, this strange forward looking, everybody's blaming it on COVID. Um, Just blame it on COVID, you know, kind of like Millie Vanilli. That's going to date me. Blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The two guys, they were the two black guys that were, uh, that were lip syncing. They weren't singing it. They hired people to sing. So damn, that dates me. That was a huge song. Blame it on the rain by Millie Vanilli. So, uh, everybody's blaming it on the COVID. Just that's the whole reason everything's down. So they were expected to have a loss of 62 cents a share and it was actually, uh, 46 cents. So it was pretty bad but they did have positive July sales. Um, their revenue was 4.2 billion versus 4.06 expected, but obviously they're blaming this all on COVID. And they did mention their CEO, Kevin Johnson mentioned that the vast majority of the 32,000 stores are open and businesses on the uptrend. So he kind of gave a positive spin on it. Um, I like to look at them also as a tech company. They have the rewards app. Now I don't drink Starbucks. I don't drink coffee. I don't, I don't use Starbucks. Uh, I guess I don't get high on my own supply as it were. I don't break the golden rule. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the users fell, uh, to 16.3 million, which was down 5% year over year. And their CEO, again, he, he said that they're, uh, it's a digital competitive advantage for them. And he sees a significant acceleration in customer downloads for the Starbucks rewards app. Um, you know, he said that there's been more than 3 million, uh, as of late, but just the users are down, but the downloads are up. God, that sounds, this is confusing, isn't it? How they spin this. Um, yeah. So, ah, how many times am I saying, um, good. (laughs) So what we're going to do here is I'm just going to tell you that Starbucks rewards app, there's people using it but not as much, but there's more people downloading it. Apparently they're waiting to use it, I guess. So their, their global sales, uh, decline is 12 to 17%. As he said, not the 10 to 20% as they, uh, prior forecasted. So I'm obviously going off my notes here. So bear with me. My handwriting is super sloppy. I caught home. I was eating and going through articles to just get pertinent information for all y'all. And uh, I should have wrote this a little bit clearer, a little bit more linear fashion. So um, we're going to wrap it up there with Starbucks. Still one of my favorite companies. I'm still buying them. I was hoping for a drop, but it looks like it's trending up toward the 80s, the $80 range as I was hoping I was going to be more in the low 70s, upper 60s. I wanted to grab a few more, but that's my own fault for not buying even more back then. Fun story, Kodak. God, I wish I was psychic and I could have bought some Kodak. So it closed yesterday at $2.62 a share. And as I last looked, it was at $13.21 for a big, big boost of 269% today. That's insane. That's loco. That's, uh, that's que chévere. That's a Colombian word for very cool or how cool. So que chévere. Uh, that Kodak would do that and they're making medicine right now to fight COVID-19. So why not? 
why not go from uh, film to making medicine? Because they screwed up the film industry that they were a part of. That they didn't screw up the industry; they screwed up that they didn't go digital. They wanted to stick to film, and uh, cost them a lot. So the government gave them a seven hundred sixty-five million dollar loan in order to make those medicines. So we'll see what Kodak can do. We'll be getting some Kodak medicine for COVID. COVID Kodak. And then my favorite, favorite, well, not my all-time favorite. I'd say J&J is my all-time favorite. And this is top three, probably between Pepsi and McDonald's, um, of the big of the big of my favorites. So McDonald's also, that did drop, dropped almost 2.5% today. And like I said, I was going to pick up some more shares of McDonald's, but when I saw that... um, when I saw that uh, 3M was down so big, I, I had to jump on 3M. I couldn't pass it by. So McDonald's um, was expected to make 76 cents a share, and they actually made 66 cents. So they definitely missed earnings. And the revenue, though, was $3.76 billion versus $3.7 billion. So they barely eked out a, uh, a gain in the revenue, a beat in the revenue. But you know, so their same store sales were uh, slightly positive in July, which is definitely good news. And they obviously are opening up more. Um, they're not, as from what I understand, you can't eat inside of them yet. Again, I don't eat McDonald's. I don't drink Starbucks. I don't eat McDonald's. I don't smoke cigarettes. What else don't I do? I don't, I don't drink soda. I don't eat junk food very rarely, but there you go. I invest in Starbucks. I invest in McDonald's. I invest in in um, PepsiCo, I invest in all these companies that make uh, Altria, (laughs) which is another one. I didn't even cover Altria. This is just off the top of my head. Altria increased the dividend 2.4% today. Beautiful thing. I just got a raise. I didn't even have to do anything. And today I got a raise from Altria. So that's definitely nice as I have 200 total shares of Altria. So that's... uh, that's I can't do the math in my head right now, but you figure it out. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely going to be nice for me. Uh, but anyway, getting back to McDonald's, um, the stores that have drive-throughs have rebounded, have far superior performed to the stores that are in malls or shopping centers, or you can't drive through. Um, so definitely, it's a big bonus to have a drive-through if you are going to plan on being a franchisee of McDonald's which is pretty cool that they own the real estate, they own the land, and then they franchise out, they rent the land to the franchisee. Just such a big behemoth of a company. What a great system they have. They are one of the top real estate companies in the world. Did you know McDonald's is? And I think I read that on average every day, they f- it's every day or every week, I think it's every day, they feed about 1% of the world's population. So I love being part of a company like that. I may not like the food, but you know what? It's food, it's comfort food. They're providing a service, they're providing a product. And the only thing that was really weak was their breakfast sales, which I found interesting and it makes sense because people are waking up and they're going to their laptops. A lot of people are working from home, so why would they go out and get breakfast? They just eat breakfast at home if they eat it at all. Um, sometimes my wife doesn't eat breakfast. So, um, yeah, so definitely the, uh, breakfast was weak and it makes sense. So it's kind of cool. That's why I love earnings because not only, you know, do you get to look at the finances of it, but companies give you a little insight into 
what has been affected or what's working, what's not working. Uh, you know, what's the hap- what's the haps on the craps? Shake them up, shake them. <laughs> Ice Cube, uh, it was a good day. Ooh, that's going to be one of my songs. See, my mind is just, it's just constantly go, go. This is why I struggle to talk sometimes because I have seven thoughts at once. And I think this is maybe what it might feel like if, and you know, my heart goes out to if anybody is schizophrenic, but I don't, I'm not, uh, I just, okay, <laughs> here we, here we go. So, um, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up and just say, as long as the core of a business isn't faltering, as long as their, their core structure is intact and not faltering, I'll buy that company. If the sector is down, if the market is down, if they had a bad quarter, uh, if they have, if they've had a bad year, you got to remember a lot of these companies have cyclicality built into them. So as long as their core business isn't faltering, I will buy and I will hold. And as long as my primary objective, which is a growing dividend, which is why I am a dividend growth investor, the DGI, just buy, hold, reinvest the dividends, buy some more, hold. It works beautifully for me. Uh, I said on Twitter, uh, somebody was kind of knocking dividends and I said, you know what though? Yeah, there's better ways to make return on investment, but the most important thing, and you need to remember this, is you have to assess your own risk profile and tolerance. You have to take into consideration the capital you have, your age, your time horizon, your goals. Everybody has different goals, what you're comfortable with. As I said it, in my opinion, as long as you're outpacing inflation with whatever investment you're in, if you're comfortable with it and it works for you, that's all that matters. Everybody's going to have their way. Everybody's going to have their ways. Obviously myself, I'm particular to dividend growth investing and I get wrapped in that, you know, wrapped up in that where I want to say, now this is the way uh, dividend growth investing all day, every day. It's the only way like the Mandalorian. This is the way. Uh, it's not the only way it's the way for me and it's the way that works. And I have a long-term plan that I've implemented years ago that I'm following and I'm sticking to. So find a plan that works for you, stick to it and touching on those dividends. What I love currently in my taxable, just my taxable, not going into either of my retirements. I'm making 16 cents an hour averaged out. Now that's going to change as I buy more, but right now I'm making 16 cents an hour, which turns into one dollar and 12 cents when i go to sleep so if i sleep for seven hours times 16 cents that's one dollar and 12 cents usd that i get to make while i'm sleeping every night seven days a week how cool is that that's what warren buffett tells you to do when he says if you don't learn to make money while you sleep you will work until you die so let's get that done Now my song of the show, I had to give a little bit of thought to this one. It is Monday by The Living End. One of my favorite bands, probably maybe my favorite guitar player, Chris Chaney, they're from Australia. They put this album out in October of 1998. I didn't first hear it until probably a year later, the fall of 1999. And 
I had a tough time picking a song off this album. Their self-titled album called The Living End. Every song on it I love. There's 14 songs. I love all 14 songs. But just this song has a feel. And again, it makes me smile because I met my wife in November of 2000. So uh, this album was still kind of new to me. And the first time I saw The Living End, my wife went with me. And it's just, I remember us being in our early 20s and I had my black truck, my funny story, my my Dodge Ram. I had a black Dodge Ram. It was a 1999 4x4 Dodge Ram quad cab Hemi uh, pickup truck. And it was a Ram. And my name is Russ. And some people call me Rusty. So I needed screen names for things. So uh, something unique. I took uh, my name Rusty and the Ram smashed it together. Rusty Ram. My birth year is 1978. Stuck that on the end. That's why you see my Twitter handle Rusty Ram 78. And now you know why I have that. So we would be driving around in the black Dodge Ram going into Chicago, having fun, partying, staying out until sunup, well after sunup, getting some breakfast, sleeping until three o'clock on a Sunday. And I just remember blasting this album. It was one of the albums I was stuck listening. I got her into it. So just a lot of good memories with that album. And check it out. Go to uh, YouTube and type in Dapper Dividends Podcast. Every every song that I reference on this podcast, I can't play it because I'll get in trouble. But I can make a playlist and put the videos on YouTube in that playlist. So go to the Dapper Dividends playlist on YouTube, and they are all there. Every song, you can see my eclectic song collection. And as I always say, if I hear it and I like it, I don't care who sings it, their age, their sex, their gender, nothing. I don't care. If I hear it and I like it, I like it. And I listen to it. So... Check me out there. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel called Stashing Worthy Acorns. Kind of evolving it, uh, learning my way on it. Um, Every week I do an update and I'm starting to analyze, trying to do an analysis of a stock I like really quickly. And this week it was Eaton, ticker symbol E-T-N. Check that out, please. Go to YouTube and go to Stashing Worthy Acorns. Check out my latest video on the revolutionary stock, EV, you'll find out. <laughs> it was about Eaton. And what else? Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Talk to me there. Uh, oh, speaking of covered calls too, I'm always stumbling through trying to explain covered calls. Beautiful, beautiful book that I'm affiliating for uh, is about turbocharging your dividends. And it is an introduction and a very well thought out and easily digestible and understandable 15 pages of ebook that you can learn covered calls and what they do, how they function and how they can, how you can use them to make money like I do. So if you click on my Twitter handle, you can click on that link, which is pinned to my profile and I'll make a few bucks if you do buy it through there. So follow me on Twitter at RustyRamp78. Check out my website, dapperdividends.com. My wife and I are working on that. We're putting it together. We're still figuring it figuring it. We're still figuring it out, y'all. We are figuring it out. Uh, that's my Chicago accent. I want to say figuring. My wife gets on me for saying figure. So we're figuring it out. And check that out, dapperdividends.com. I am going to get out of here. I'm going to have a drink and shower. 
and I will talk to all y'all on Friday. And remember, everyone you meet has something to teach you, but it is up to you to find out what that is. Peace.